Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Rain Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. And first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for everyone who attended the Bridging Worlds class last night. It was very fun. And we did have a celebrity guest who came to the class. I hope some of you got to say hi to him. Ansley McLeod, who's the author of The Instruction, who lives here in the Northwest on Vashon Island. He was visiting some of his students who traveled with him to South Africa for a wonderful two-week workshop in South Africa. And so they went out to dinner and happened to be in my neck of the woods and uh, decided to come in and say hi. So it was very fun hanging with everyone. And what a fun class. Very brave people with interesting stories come to the classes. And I'm always honored and amazed by your strength and uh, determination to learn more, even when you've lost a significant loved one. So thank you again for attending the class. It's just beautiful. And then today, a gorgeous day in Seattle, by the way. Very nice. What is our temp anyway, Eric? Do you happen to know off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head, but I'll find that for you very <laughs> okay. quickly. Here. It's warm. I had the, the sunroof open. I'm not wearing it's a heavy nice coat. It's warm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's like springtime. And, and my tulips are coming up. Shocking. I hope they're going to be fine. Yeah, hopefully we won't have a bounce back to a cold <laughs> yeah. snap. And, uh, right, and right. The, everything that's blooming now killed yeah, off. Hopefully. Exactly. Because I'm, I'm per- perfect with this weather. I have to say, this let's is beautiful. just skate right through. Into oh, yeah, the Eric's in, in, he's very 54 happy. 54 degrees. 54 degrees in Seattle, kind of unheard of here in January. We're doing great. And then, of course, today, as many of you know, if you follow me on Facebook, which I'm happy to have all the friends that would like to follow me on Facebook and learn about each other's lives, um, we are having a wonderful guest today. We're having Lynn Robinson. She is the author. Six books now. She, We just were talking before we went onto the radio show. Six books in the last 10 years. I think it takes me 10 years to write one book. Six years. That's amazing. And her new book is called Listen, Trust Into Your Inner Voice in Times of Crisis. And Lynn um, is a motivational speaker. She's an intuitive who safely helps people move through turbulent times. This book helps people to recognize and nurture the thoughts and actions that enable you to find new and positive paths. Lynn is a leading expert on intuition with more than 20 20 years of experience as an intuitive advisor to those both businesses and individuals. You can find out more at Lynn at lynnrobinson.com. So welcome, Lynn. Welcome back Hi, to the show. thanks for having me on the show, Marie. Oh, it's a pleasure. We had you last year, and our phone lines are already um, blinking away. Oh, good. You we give, like to have callers. We love it. You give such great advice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a lot of clients in the Seattle area, so I, I hope that some of them call in. Oh, my gosh, that would be wonderful. Well, I know when we talked last year, you were finishing this particular book. I know. Isn't it amazing? I actually finished it last January, oh and then my it came gosh. out this January. So it, there's a long time between finishing it and getting it edited and, and getting it in print form, but it's called Listen, and, and the subtitles trusting your inner voice in times of crisis. And perfect. You know, we've been I having know, crises. We're all in such crisis now with right. the economy and everything else. Yes, right. fortunately. And even natural disasters that are helping, you know, happening yes. throughout the yeah. world and it's war. It's scary, but mm-hmm. I, I do believe that our intuition acts as our 
inner compass that points us in the right direction, you know, whether it's about our career or relationships or away from danger or to help us with addictions and recovery. It, it can really just be an incredible solace when we are going through a tough time. Oh, it's just absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So uh, uh, one of the things that you talk about is how intuition can help you get back on track after a setback, mm-hmm. you know, like something like a divorce or a loss of a job, which we have a lot of people who have lost jobs, you know, over the this last couple of years, or people who haven't been able, even college students, I have one of those at home, who hasn't been able to get a job in her career that she studied for five years as of yet. And so what are some, what is some of the advice that you have to help people get back on track? Well, it's partly watching what you tell yourself. Um, I mean, I think that we're always getting intuitive information that points us in the right direction. And it's so helpful to Try to have a positive frame of mind. So if we're all, you know, if you're having, if you've lost a job or haven't been able to get one, if you're walking around going, oh my gosh, the economy's so bad, this is terrible, I'll never get a job. You know, no matter what your intuition puts in your path, it's almost like you're blocking the message. Right. So I tell people to really try to be aware of what they're saying to themselves. I mean, I don't expect everybody to walk around and be Pollyanna and going, you know, it's a great day every day. But saying things to yourself like, let me be open to possibilities. And I I know good things can happen to me, and I know it is possible to get a job even a, in a tough economy, and, and I know that I do have the skills. You know, the way that I like in intuition, have you ever had a really good friend who's having a tough time, and you feel like you've got the best words of advice for her, and yet she's so down, and, you know, nothing good ever happens to me, and everything is bad. No matter what you say to her, it doesn't sink in. And so I think it's very similar to intuition. Intuition is always there to guide us, to put us in the right direction, to bring about synchronicities and coincidences that will help us get the job or resolve a difficult situation. But it helps to be open to the message and paying attention. And we, we get it in so many different ways. We might get it in, a, in an image, a dream, a, a picture, a, a felt sense, a aha moment when we're walking the dog or, mm-hmm. or taking a shower. So it comes in lots of different ways. But I just like to say, kind of, let me be open to possibilities. And I know I'm being guided. You know, those even just those two sentences really help us to be open to intuitive advice. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree that what the words, you know, the words that we use that come out of our mouth definitely affect not only the moment, but our future outcomes as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I absolutely agree with that. You know, I like saying things. I mean, I think when we're, we're under stress, we tend to say things like, I'm so stressed out or I'm so overwhelmed or things aren't getting better. Um, and I like to just have phrases that I say to myself when I am stressed out that don't add to the stress. So it might be really stating what I want, like I want to feel calm and at peace. And mm. um, I want to believe that life is taking me on a wonderful new path and that everything I'm experiencing is helping me. I mean, I think those are phrases and concepts and ideas that really allow us to be open to that wonderful inner guidance that can point us in those new directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody once said that prayer is when we talk to God and, and um, intuition is one of the ways he answers. And I, I kind of like that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. And so you've been doing this for 20 years now. Over 20 years. Wow. And uh, you may remember the story of, of how my business started. It really, actually, it's funny that I wrote a book, the subtitle, Trusting Your Inner Voice in Times of Crisis, because <laughs> I was in the midst of a crisis that I heard an inner voice. I, you know, I, I, even though the, the title has to do with inner voice, I do think we get intuitive information in lots of different ways. But I was the operation 
operations manager of a software company, and I just knew that I really didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And I had gone to a career counselor, was going to one, and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, I knew that I wanted to be self-employed. I knew I wanted to, you know, help people. I love that phrase. It's like so all-encompassing. All and um, I knew that I was really interested in metaphysics, but I mean, how did you put all of that together? And so I took a I took a class one weekend on intuition development, and I was really good at it. I found that I got a lot of insight about the people in the class, and, and lots of stuff just came very easily to me. And So I jokingly went back to my career counselor the next week with tongue firmly planted in cheek and said, I've got it. I am going to be a psychic. <laughs> and I was laughing about it, you know, but she said, wait a minute, you know, that fits. You know, it's, it's an interest in metaphysics. You're helping people. You could be self-employed. You don't have to become a psychologist. And as you know, you can't find a job like that. I, I live in the Boston area, and I said, you know, you're not going to get a help psychic wanted in the Boston Globe. And so she, she taught me, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners are now familiar with, she taught me about affirmations and mm-hmm. visualizations and had me imagining a beautiful office that I would be in and an appointment book full of clients. And what happened next, it's just so amazing to me. I mean, I think this is really how intuition works in terms of synchronicities and coincidences. A friend of mine who'd been sick for quite a while died and oh. I went to his funeral I walked into the funeral home and all I can tell you is that I heard an inner voice and it said sit there and my attention got drawn to one of the few people that I didn't know and and she had an empty seat next to her and I wanted to sit next to one of my friends but I kept hearing sit there sit there Lynn sit there that's where you're supposed to sit so who am I to you know argue with my own inner voice so I sat there the whole time the service was going on I'm going what the heck was that all about why am I sitting here and at the end of the service she and I started engaging in chit chat and I said she turned to me and she said, you know, what What do you do for a living? Well, I was the operations manager of a software company, but what comes out of my mouth? I'm a psychic. <laughs> and I was so appalled that I had said that and embarrassed, but fortunately she was really interested and wanted a session. And I had never really done that for people other than in the class and a few friends, but I found myself, you know, agreeing to meet her at her house the next week to give her a reading. And fortunately, the reading went really great, and at the end of it, I said, you know, we didn't really talk about what you do for a living. And she said, oh, I thought I told you, I'm a writer for the Boston Globe. Oh, right. I remember this story. Yes. yes. And then she, when she wrote, she wrote an article about me, and I got 500 clients in the next month. Isn't that so wonderful? that was over 20 years ago. Um, gosh, wonderful. is it 20? 23 years ago, next month. Oh, my goodness. I'm starting wonderful. to feel old. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and head to the phone lines and hear what some of our sure. callers have, what their questions are, so that we, you can give them great advice. Great. All right. Let's talk to Heather calling from Redmen. Hi, there. Hi, Heather. Hey. Um, I am just, I'm a hyper-creative person, but I'm also really linear thinker. And mm-hmm. so I find that I am hearing, I think I'm hearing my intuition a lot more these days, but I'm so in my head most of the time. I'm such an overthinker. That Do you have any kind of tips or tricks or exercises for people like me to trying to figure out what you're actually feeling versus what you're trying to talk yourself into or yeah. out of. Did you say that you are a creative person? Is that what you started out saying? Yeah. And what kind of creativity do you do? I mean, like painting or drawing or crafts yeah, or... Painting, photography. Um, I'm just kind of hyper-visual and, and creative. So you, but... might, you might get your intuitive information more visually. You might see a symbolic picture or you might find that your intuition comes in better when you're 
taking action, like you're going for a walk or a hike or or kind of being outside or something like that. You know what, probably a great technique, I like asking my intuition questions, and I try to ask open-ended questions, not should I take this job, yes or no, but um, it might be um, if, you know, if there's a visual medium, maybe, I don't know if the photography would work quite as well as maybe drawing something or painting something, but you might ask, and I don't know what your issues or questions are, but, you know, um, might be what's my next step in my career and drawing a picture of it, or maybe it's taking a photograph of it, and, and it can be symbolic or, um, you know, it can be like the picture's worth a thousand words, and why were you drawn to that image in particular? But um, I find that my mind kind of goes really fast, too, so it's a little bit hard for me, you know, even though I do this for a living, to kind of slow down enough to hear it for myself. So I actually find going for walks and asking my intuition a question is very um, is is a lot easier for me than just simply sitting in meditation expecting you know the big booming voice to come out. Mm-hmm. I rationalize so much. I'm such a you know I think I'm so evenly balanced between even my even my artwork is very informed by mm-hmm. reality and linear thought and things like that. And so I think I just I talk myself in circles and all. You know something. the other suggestion that I have. Is is to if you're getting what you think is an is an intuition versus wishful thinking or your fear or something like that, is to take a small step towards what you think it might be. Um, okay. Not take a big risk, but just take a small step and then see if it works out. Because you know my theory is that when you trust your intuition, things coincidences will begin to happen. Um, synchronicities will begin to happen, Things, the doors will open, I guess all ways of sort of saying the same thing. So you might just try that and see how that works for you. That's okay. a great question, though. I, I appreciate that question. Thank, Thank you, you so much for calling in, Heather. Thanks. All righty. All right, let's talk to Becky now, calling from Seattle. Hello, Becky. How are you? Oh, um, fine. Um, thank you for taking my call. I um, hope I can form these questions properly. I... Um, kind of seems stuck, and, and I think I do have a lot of intuition, but two, about two years ago, I had a pretty bad head and neck injury, and I've had a lot of fear after that, and then um, emotions just kind of, woo, out of control, and, and I drive for a living, and I just, oh, no, I don't want to drive, because then I think, well, if I, if I don't focus, I could, my attention could wander and get in an accident, and so I just been really afraid about that and then um and then i had this other uh, thing happen a couple of months ago where they re-roofed our building and the tar truck sat out there for three days and the tar smell came in here and then i started staggering around like a drunk on the high seas and i'm just wondering if you know what i can do to get on i mean maybe it's just some nutrition i'm missing but they're getting you, mad at me because I'm not... Do you get an answer for that, Maria? I know you're more medically oriented right, than I am. Right, right. Well, you know, fear is a huge um, block for everyone. Even for, you know, Lynn and I, if, if we're having a stressful, fearful time in our life, even for a moment, and of course, I don't mean to speak for you, Lynn. Um, I just no, know a I lot agree. of intuitive people, <laughs> right? And it can really shut you down. And then if it shuts you down, then it's hard to even make great choices even for your health. 
And, and then if you're not making great choices for your health, then it's something like the toxicity from the tar can actually even affect you even more. And I find it is interesting with the head and neck injury that you're driving because driving's hard on the neck. You know? It is. Yeah. So it feels like not listening to your insight about what would be in your best interest. True, which is one reason why I really haven't been driving. I mean, I went from driving 70, 80 hours a week to maybe a day, and now actually I haven't worked since, well, and then I broke my toe back in August, so I really haven't worked. You know, part of what I'm getting as you're talking to is I feel like I really want to give you permission to take care of yourself because I'm, I'm just getting a sense of, you know, I mean, whether it's the result of a head and neck injury or something else, just feeling very ungrounded. I mean, I think that's what you were saying when you were saying you're feeling kind of spacey and stuff. I mean, whether that was the result of the asphalt smells and, the, and those toxic chemicals, I'm not sure. But I feel like I want to give you permission to take care of yourself. To, I mean, I know this is going to sound superficial at first, but just to make sure you get enough sleep and that you get some walking in and really feel the ground. But I also feel like it would be helpful to you to see a more naturopathic doctor, just to, you know, because you said the thing about the nutrition or the supplements or something. I'm not quite sure what you said, but I think that might be your own intuition saying, Mm -hmm. I need some help here. Mm-hmm. And some some somebody to kind of take a look and see what's going on with me physically might be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Lynn, isn't it true that when you're doing something over and over again and it's you're not getting better, life isn't really changing. That that's a sign. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a sign to reevaluate life choices and even make drastic changes. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you can bring better health recovery. You know, that's, that's an interesting point, Marie, because I really found when I was interviewing people for the listen book that um that happened to a lot of people it's like if you don't listen to your intuition if it's like it's time to get out of a relationship or time to get out of a job or to get out of some dysfunctional pattern in your life and you don't pay attention to it it's almost like your body or the universe kicks it up a notch you know and that you might get laid off or you might get fired or your partner has an affair or something that creates more of the crisis and and so I just find it's real important to pay attention to that intuition in the beginning stages so that it doesn't necessarily need to erupt into a crisis. And I, I think that's that's what Becky is saying is, um, you know, just so that this doesn't this doesn't become, you know, yet another illness that falls on top of what she's already got going on is is just for you to really take this as a sign to pay attention to yourself and to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. And I just got the feeling that you just needed some nurturing, too. So, you know, whether that's getting a massage or, you know, finding a good therapist to help talk to you and talk to you about what's going on with you and, and to start creating some more, you know, people around you in your life, maybe some volunteer work or something like that, because mm-hmm. you felt a little bit isolated to me. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that you're valuable, that you're yeah. worth every you know, we new like choice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks right. for calling, Becky. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on to our next caller here. We're going to talk to Nicole calling from Renton. Hello, Nicole. Hello. What can we thanks do for, for you today? Thanks for taking my call. I, um, I just am I'm feeling a little, a little stuck and and it actually all kind of revolves around my health a little bit. I've been working with a natural mm-hmm. path type practitioner for the last, you know, probably five to six months, and I've been feeling like I've been going along really well, and then all of a sudden I've now I've got these um, 
you know, pains in my side and I've had to do ultrasounds and x-rays. And so, of course, it's caused some anxiety. And um, I'm just wondering if you if you see anything in there, if I'm going down the right path with this or if more is needed. Right. Well, well, so far, it sounds like everything's turned out great. Like you have these test results and they're not finding the big smoking gun. Is that true? Well, I haven't. I don't know what my results mm-hmm. are yet. I just actually had the ultrasound done. It, when was that exactly? When did you have it done? Today. Oh, just today. Okay. Yeah. And so when you had the ultrasound, how was the technician? Were they calm? I mean, because you can kind of tell yeah, when they was, find something and when they don't. And a yeah, lot. Of, she was really calm. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, "Oh, you image great. You're doing a good job." And, right. You know. Yeah. Right. So I'm actually when I'm in your body, I'm in your gallbladder or the gallbladder area, right? And okay. I was getting the same. thing. Is that what you're yeah, getting? Really? Uh, yep. Isn't that lovely? I just I love know. that. Does the gallbladder transfer pain to the left side? It can, it can have yes. referred pain. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like most of my pain is on my left side, mm-hmm. like pretty consistent mm-hmm. aching. Right, right. And, and actually, you, Lynn, have uh, a little history with this now that I recall, and that's yeah, why you were, like, clicking into that. it was a year ago this wow. week that I had my gallbladder removed, wow. and I'm thinking, hey, Nicole, this sounds a little uh, familiar here, <laughs> and I had the pain on my left side. Right, um, So there is, I mean, it, I won't go into detail about the anatomy wow. of it, but it does make sense that it could be coming right. on your left side. And, and the gallbladder is about frustration, at least that's been my impression when I work with clients, including the bladder itself. Um, it's about holding on to frustration. And there is a technique that I think has worked many, many times is to use a, a big glass of hot water, a cup of hot water, first thing in the morning with half of a fresh squeezed lemon mm-hmm. and drink that down. It helps to decompress the gallbladder. Um, and then, of course, you know, we do have medical science if things start to change. There are also things um, working with a naturopath, if indeed the ultrasound shows that there's a gallbladder reaction, that there are formulas that you can help to cleanse the gallbladder, remove those lovely stones and, and all of those good things, if that's indeed what it is. Do you tend to get frustrated? Um, I don't. I, I think it's more anxiety than it is mm. really frustration, mm-hmm. just because I'm so you know, I've been healthy most of my life and then having to deal with some autoimmune things that we're working through. And I'm fine with working through those, through my thyroid and whatnot. And then having this on top of it, it was just like, oh my goodness, really? What else? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So Lynn, what do you recommend for that anxiety? And I'm putting a slash frustration behind it because sometimes it's hard to tell what am I anxious or frustrated or both? Yeah. And I think it's important again, to just pay attention to what you're telling yourself is, you know, Mm. I mean, I, if I, I were in your shoes, I would just say things like, you know, this is a blip, you know, in my life. It's, I will get through it. I will become healthy again. This doesn't mean that I'm necessarily, um, you know, going to be in ill health for the rest of my life. And I have to look back at the, you know, probably three or four months that I was dealing with that gallbladder issue. And for lots of reasons I won't go into, I finally decided that it right. was best for me to have it removed. That's Absolutely. not necessarily your situation. But, right. you know, I found that it was a real... Um, while I was frustrated going through it, I will admit to you, I actually look back on it and see that it was a very wonderful time because I, I just had a lot of downtime, and it really allowed me time to meditate and to relax and almost like to give myself permission to not work so hard because I was um, I, I was pretty sick with it. And um, and so I look back on it as a, as a good time. I don't think mm. that when I was in the midst of it, I could tell you that. But, right. it, you know, and I think that's when, when I wrote the book, Listen, there was a lot of people that I talked to that had those kind of health crises. And, and it is helpful to understand that you know, because you've got a health crisis, it doesn't mean 
you know, for, for most of us, it's always going to be there, or it's always going to be the same way, or it's going to get worse necessarily. I realize there are exceptions to that. But I generally see you as somebody who is a, um, a very healthy person. Absolutely. And I do feel like you're getting good help. And uh, my sense is just to start giving yourself messages that I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get, I'll get onto the other side of it. And, you know, maybe there's something I'm learning here. I may not know what that is yet, but I'm just going to trust the process that maybe this is about yeah. me slowing down. Yeah. Maybe it's about me learning patience. Maybe not it's about me learning how to have other people help me. Maybe it's about being in tune with your body a little more and really attuning to what it is that your body needs. So those are all kind of pieces of what I'm getting here. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. and I get a, I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nicole. Because I tend to go to worst-case scenario, you know, just because I am a mom and I have kids, and I just, you know, the first thing I think about are horrible things, and I don't Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got, like, that. a, you know, huge cancer in your stomach <laughs> or something. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think that most of us do that. But you know what I found, Nicole, is just to start, try to catch your thoughts before... You, I don't know, I call it jumping off the edge of the cliff with it. You know, it's yeah. like if you can catch it in the beginning stages, like almost like, okay, there I go worrying again. And I, I even have like this, this name that for my frustration, I call him, there's frustrated Frank, you know, rearing his <laughs> ugly head again. And I just sort of think, okay, you know, I'm frustrated, you know, but I'm not going to go down that worst case scenario. And I would even practice asking yourself, what's the best that, what's the best thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. That's you, a you know, great you'll, question. You'll find out what it is that you know that you'll get better. Um, you'll be a great mom for your kids. You know, I mean, really, sort of. It's almost like you kind of have to practice that positive thinking m- mindset a little bit, <laughs> rather a, than the opposite. Great and advice. I, I cut you off, Marie, too. Oh we're, no, I'm just saying. Say great advice. I think that's great advice to start thinking about. Well, what if everything's okay? Because when I'm looking at the ultrasound, I see a thumbs up. That's the metaphor I get in my head. So. You know, okay, of course, okay. I hope that that's, of course, you know, the result. But even if sure. for some reason there's something there, this, just like Lynn said, it will be resolved in, yeah. in the best way possible. And, and you're working on making your body really healthy, obviously, mm-hmm. and you feel healthy to both of us. Yeah, so, I, do, yay. I do. You know, I do feel healthy for the most part. I've yay. really changed my lifestyle almost completely. So Great. And maybe that's yeah. what this whole setback was for. Mm. I mean, I believe that a setback can lead you to a better place if you let it. Yeah. And I think that's part of what you're experiencing here. You know, I think we tend to just think that when something, quote-unquote, bad happens to us, we're being punished, we've done something wrong. And yet so often what I've seen with my clients and students is that if you really let it, that setback can lead you to a better situation. And, um, you know, impossible situations often become miracles or they become the source of miracles. And I think that's really what you're, you're, you're really learning at a fairly young age to, to start taking better care of yourself. And I think that's part of what the lesson is here. Beautiful. You're Beautiful. not taking your health for granted. Beautiful. No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so much for great. calling Thank in. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You, Nicole. Thank take you. Take care. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Lynn Robinson. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. 
For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Alternative Talk 1150. It's the home of mastery and mystery. Next Gary Mann Show at 7 o'clock, psychic medium Dale Brooks returns, along with paranormal investigators who own not one but two haunted houses. And at 8 p.m., more mediumship with Stephanie Ann Stevens, believed by some to be the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. For real? Mastery and Mystery on the Gary Mann Show, Sunday at 7 on Alternative Talk 1150. The Friesen Gallery is excited to announce the release of Speak for the Trees, an inspiring new book that brings together 76 artists from around the world, including David Hockney, Christo and Jean-Claude, and Yoko Ono, answering the call first made by Dr. Seuss to Speak for the Trees, for the trees have no tongues. Each artist's stunning work is accompanied by their words, as well as selected poems, concepts, or quotes on trees. This impressive 200-page hardbound book is printed on 100% sustainable material, uses soy-based ink, and all profits from book sales will benefit the Esalen Institute and the Finhorn Foundation. While Speak for the Trees is about art, it also embodies and blends environmental elements, spirituality, science, and philosophy. This powerful collection transcends boundaries. Visit speakforthetreesbook.com to learn more on this publication or to purchase the book. It's also available on Amazon. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We're interviewing Lynn Robinson today, who just wrote a wonderful new book called Listen. Listen to that inner intuition during very difficult and stressful times. I know I didn't use the correct paraphrase <laughs> of the subtitle, um, but, you know, during turbulent times, we really need our intuition even more. That's right. We sure do. I mean, I think that what people are experiencing now is that we can't always rely on logic or linear thinking or facts. Um, Politics, we, Wall it's, Street. Just changing and yeah. evolving. Or, and people will often say, you know, well, I'm going to do what I did before because that worked before. And I, I think we're just ha- we're in a new paradigm where we really do need to touch into that inner voice and our, and our inner spirit to kind of find a new direction. Great. Well, before we go back to the phone calls, Eric's going to hand out our phone numbers because we have some oh, open yeah. lines. We've got some open lines. So if you want to give us a call, you can at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. That is toll free. And if you're in Seattle or Bellevue, we'd love to hear from you at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Great. All right, let's talk to our next caller on the line. We've got Sue calling from Utah. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. It sounds like you're both speaking directly to me today. Oh, good. It's just <laughs> we were. We were saying before we got on the air, there's somebody named Sue in Utah we have to talk to. <laughs> you knew. Well, like, we did. Yes, and it's just everything you've said completely makes sense to me, and I understand and logically, and I... And I give that advice to everyone, but it seems like... <laughs> but you can't you know, do it yourself, right? Right. And yeah. for some reason, it just seems like I've absolutely hit rock bottom. And I'm sad, and it's just I'm in a fairly new marriage, and things should be wonderful, and they're not. And he doesn't treat me nicely, and it's just I told him recently I'm done, and now all of a sudden he's nice, and... For the last week, I've had a headache, and everything hurts my body, you know, and I just want to know why. And 
And I have a wonderful naturopath, Sheila Demerit, who actually recommended I call and said, you know, why do you keep bringing these people in your life? It just seems even from as far as my parents and relationships. And I just want to love. And it just seems like everybody just keeps hurting me and, and taking from me. And it's just tough. I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Well, I would really change the question from what am I doing wrong to what am I doing right. Um, can you say the first name of your husband? Would that be okay? Um, I probably shouldn't. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. I just sometimes find the name helpful to tune into. But, you know, my sense is that he's a very scared person himself. And I would rather you ask the question instead of what am I doing wrong and why am I attracting these people in my life because that all sounds so self-punishing and and also focused on, you know, that you're not doing anything right. And I really don't get that. I feel like you're doing a lot of things well, and I feel that you've got a really big heart, and I feel that a lot of these tough situations are putting you in touch with your own inner spirit and your own connection to the divine. And I feel that's where a lot of the answers are going to come from for you. So I would rather you start asking questions of what am I doing right and what's good about my husband that I can focus mm-hmm. on and what's good about the situation that I can focus on. And, you know, I just feel when I tune into you, Sue, that you've done a lot of really wonderful things in your life, that people tend to like you, you tend to give really good advice to people, your people are drawn to you to seek you out because you have a really big heart and you're very caring. And so I would rather you be asking questions in your own intuition of um, what can I do to improve this situation and really noticing the things that have improved, that you are doing better. Because when I tune into you, I feel like I'm seeing a time period like five years ago. You were in a lot worse situation mm-hmm. than you are now. You have made a lot of changes to the positive. You've done a lot of really good things to move your life in a better direction. And I understand and hear that right now you're not feeling that. Um, so maybe some of us have to be witnesses psychically to the fact that you really have changed in a very positive way. And I actually feel hopeful about your marriage. I do think that you're, you're married to somebody who is also very fearful. I don't think he comes across to people like that, but I think that he tends to feel criticized very easily, even when you're not criticizing him. And it's easier for him to kind of strike out um, emotionally than sort of take care of himself. So, you know, I think you do have to, this, this relationship is about learning lessons and, and creating boundaries and standing up for yourself. But it's not because you're getting punished and that you're a bad person. Right. You know, I I think it's so interesting because all relationships teach us something. And when I look at your energy, I see that it's hard for you to receive, Mm -hmm. you know, and giving people do have a hard time with that. They're great at taking care of everybody else and even having that intuitive insight into someone else's life and provide a wonderful answer for them. But can you take it in? You know, because people can only love us to the level that we love ourselves. And, you know, so really visualizing and allowing beautiful energy moving into the back of your heart chakra can make it easier for you to learn how to receive. And and you you might be happily surprised by your hubby being more loving because you're able to take it in because it's hard to give to someone who's also not, you know, letting it absorb into their cells and down to their DNA. But I agree. I think this relationship is about learning. You know, like you have a really incredible opportunity to learn something. I think it would be lovely if you both learn it together and move forward. And, you know, time will tell how that is. But um, I agree with all of that. It sounds great. I know, I know great doesn't make you happy, but... Um, right, but it's interesting because I'm the type of person that wants to change and improve, and he believes he's always right and the whole world's wrong. 
so there's no room for growth there. But if, and it, yeah, you but, know, and, yeah, go ahead. But if you change. And I think that's what Lynn was talking about, too. And you already have changed significantly in terms of the type of people you have in your life now versus maybe five or six years ago or whatever the timetable is. But I have seen more clients than I can possibly count who once they allow themselves to be loved and appreciated, people around them change. Even relationships they've had with parents for years where they didn't feel fulfilled by them all of a sudden are changing. So I would start with there and you might notice him softening because people can feel when individuals aren't letting love in and they get kind of, they either pull back from it or they push trying to make that love connection. So yeah, just start, you're doing it right now. You're softening up the back of your heart chakra and you're letting energy in. That can make a big change. And then as far as like even the headache and everything, I'm just like concerned now with so much stress that I'm doing damage to my body. It just seems like there's one part that doesn't hurt me at the moment. Yeah, I, I think physical pain is a sign of emotional pain. And, uh, and you are under great care. I, I know your naturopath. She's lovely, one of my favorite people. She's amazing. Yeah, so you're getting fantastic care. And headaches are, in my opinion, are about blocking one's intuition. And so I love what Lynn said. Look at all the progress you've made and see if you get different insights about it. It's so tough. And it's interesting because he treats me and his daughters the same way, but he treats his son differently. And, and they feel as I do. Right. Be careful, Sue, that you're not just focusing on the negative things in the relationship because I feel like there's a lot of really positive things. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to get into that place of, as a way of sort of defending yourself to say, he's doing this wrong and he's doing that wrong and there's no hope. Because, I, I mean, I agree with you in a lot of ways. He is a tough person to be married to. I, I don't disagree with you. But I, I would really encourage you to start trying to find things that you like about him and find areas in the relationship that are working well. Because yeah. there are some. Yeah, and that's what makes the changes, whether you stay together and have a phenomenal relationship or you move apart as friends, right? So all of these things um, that Lynn's talking about, they really help s- shift the whole situation to the best possible scenario. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense. It's tough. I know. I know. It is. <laughs> yeah. Because I know how he is. I mean, it's like I, I, want, I really I want to agree with you so much, and I, it totally makes sense. Well, here's one way to look at it. I learned this through my own challenging marriage, is that people who tend to be somewhat critical externally, you know, let, let's say if it is indeed your husband who's being more critical to the women in his life at this time, that's your perception. Um, people who are in relationship with individuals who are like that are critical to themselves, so we usually mirror to our partners whatever's, you know, the opposite. So when we attract critical people or people who don't listen to us or we feel don't value us, it's a reflection of what we feel about ourselves. So, uh, you know, be kind to yourself. Appreciate what you have done to grow. Let a lot of that love into your heart chakra and see what happens. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate Best your help. luck. Bye, Thank Sue. You so Thank much. you. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to our next caller. We've got Pam on the line calling from Issaquah. Hi, Pam. Hello. Hi. That's my sister's name. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, well, my question is, I am going through perimenopause, probably not menopause yet, um, and the two major symptoms are the hot flashes, night sweats, but also a lot of like anxiety. And my question is if you can go in and see, is it physical, is it hormonal, or am I doing some spiritual cleaning as well, the anxiety part, or 
which way to treat it, because I keep trying things homeopathic. I'm trying not to do HRT, and they work for a little while and stop working. You know, Lynn, don't you think that, you know, when people are moving through menopause, it's that crone energy, mm-hmm. you know, you're letting go of being a parent or all of those family kind of dynamics that have taken over your life, you know, for a period right. of time, if you have children and and now you're moving into that wisdom and it's kind of like that old taking care of everybody is kind of burning out so that you can learn to have, pay more attention to yourself. Do you think that's true? I think that is true, and it, it is a huge change in one's life. I mean, not just for your body, but it usually marks a huge transition, much like you you were saying. Um, do you find that there's anything that you do that helps you feel less anxious or, to say it more positively, more calm or peaceful? Actually, I do meditate quite often, but it's finding the time for that. Yeah, because I, I was getting, like with a previous caller, I'm really getting that you need to make self-care a real important priority right now. And, you know, I mean, most of us don't have a free hour out of the day that we can spare to do meditation. And, you know, I just try throughout the day, I might, like, take five minutes of of time or ten minutes of time just to stop and do some deep breathing and to say a prayer. And, you know, even if it's just pushing away from your desk and taking a deep breath and just, you know, maybe there's a... um, an affirmation or a mantra or or something like you know thy will be done or it's all working out okay or i'm i'm breathing in calm and peace or i'm connecting with the divine i mean i don't i'm throwing out a bunch of things see which ones appeal, appeal to you but is to really breathe that in and kind of see yourself grounded on the earth and just but i i get that sense again very strongly about self-care right now i mean mm-hmm. when i tune into you i just get that you're pushing yourself you're not feeling like you're doing enough or you're achieving enough or accomplishing enough so i think that's kind of mixing in with the perimenopause hormonal stuff and it's and it's it's kind of well, it's not a very scientific thing to say, but frying your circuits a little bit. I mean, it's like, it just feels like it's making you jittery and anxious. So I would really practice self-care stuff. I mean, if you can afford to, you know, get a massage once a week or once a month, is to do some deep breathing, to push yourself away from the desk, go for a walk at lunchtime, even if it's just for five or ten minutes, Gosh, I'm so envious that it's 55 degrees out there in the <laughs> Seattle area. I know, it's gorgeous oh. here. Oh, oh gosh, and, and one, so of, one of the things that I've realized, because I'm beginning to move through that stage of my life as well, and that going through um, premenopausal symptoms and eventually through menopause is normal. It's yeah. normal. And we work so hard to, why is this happening to me? And I'm not saying those are your exact words, Pam. And I, and I know it feels un- uncomfortable and sometimes frustrating or off, like you're off your game and all of those things. But it's a normal thing that's been happening to women for thousands of years. And I think you just have to kind of roll with it, too. You know, it, And I think that the challenge with finding supplements or even if people go and, and get those compounded hormones or whatnot is because we're talking about a fl- fluctuation of hormones. One day they might be slightly elevated. Another day they might be slightly off. The estrogen and progesterone can be in two different wings of the planet in your body. So it's it's kind of being comfortable letting go of the control of everything being in the flow of what you're comfortable with and learning to just let it be. Like, okay, I'm kind of having a little off day today. My face feels a little flushed and um, I'm going to be taking off another layer of clothing. But hey, I'm okay. And my body's going through a normal, healthy function that um, I am happily embracing. 
Okay, so you're not seeing anything other than that energetically. That's... I'm not, personally. Okay, neither am I. Yay! Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have a phrase that I like, like to, uh, to think about. It's like, when everything is breaking up, something new is breaking through. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, God is helping you move through the old resistant places in yourself and allowing something new and fresh and invigorating to take its place. So it does feel a little chaotic um, right now, but uh, my sense is that it's changing in a really positive way. Perfect. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's very, I'm, my kids have gone to college, and I was a full-time at-home mom, and so that transition has been very difficult. Yeah. Like yeah, it what, is. I think we often don't expect that. I mean, right. we all hear about the empty nest syndrome, but I have to tell you from lots of clients, boy, that is a tough time. Right. They do move back in, though. I feel like my house is the boomerang. You know, it's their <laughs> back guess. in, back out. Back. So that's yeah. true, too. But I'm trying not to be the same mom because, you know, they... they does need to learn to exist on his own. So. Yeah, yeah, good. It sounds oh, yeah, you're, like you're perfect, like you're in the perfect place doing it the best that you can. Sounds okay, wonderful. Great. All right, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. All right, our next caller is Lynn calling from Seattle. Hey, great name. We've got Lynn and Pam there. <laughs> okay. Hi, Marie and Lynn. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hi. And my question is actually very similar to Pam. We've got a theme going on here. Um, I'm premenopausal also, and I'm having a lot of um, some of that energy stuff and fatigue also. And also just sometimes it's, I, I'm trying to distinguish between what is just energetic stuff going on. I mm-hmm. do a lot of energy work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, any thoughts you have on, on which direction to focus? You know, Lynn, are, are you eating well? I mean, one of the first things I was getting was it felt like you needed a little bit more lean protein, okay. and that you needed to eat more frequently. Because the first thing when you start talking, I was just getting your, that your blood sugar was going up and down, and that certainly affects your energy. Okay. Does that make sense to you? I have wondered about diet. I, I have been trying to actually eat, you know, smaller, more frequent meals. Lately. Yeah, because I was just getting that the lean protein and, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables, it feels like to really, that, that um, Eating sweets seem like, uh, is that an issue for you? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's tricky. I, that's one of my weak areas, too, to be quite honest. And um, But I just get very strongly for you um, that, that the eating more lean protein and eating frequently and eating complex carbohydrates and really watching junk food and sweets in particular was so important for you to maintain your energy, especially with a healer's energy that you've got going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like you put a lot of energy out. And you really need to take care of yourself right now to keep that energy stable. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think sometimes when we overeat sweets, at least that's my perception when I do that, is we're looking for the sweetness in life. You know, so is there ways that, you know, if you're working really hard and, you know, being very diligent and wanting to do the best that you can in the world, which sounds very much like what you're doing, you know, are you making sure that you're getting all the sweetness in life, not from lovely chocolate bars or whatever it happens to be, but from just normal life? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm doing pretty good in that area. That's the thing. My whole life feels really positive right now. Good. And, um. So you're just, just finding that you're kind of getting tired, and that's yes. the primary thing. Yeah. yeah, and I also like wake up at night with this kind of rush of energy, hmm. and sometimes it feels pleasant, and other times it feels very anxious oriented, mm-hmm. and um, that's where I don't know if that's a hormonal thing or 
Yeah, it does sound similar to what Pam was saying, and I know that that does tend to be one of the symptoms that people experience going through perimenopause. Mm-hmm. Like you're really shifting the energy, and it's, it's it does feel anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else that you're you're getting, Marie. No, I think that obviously you hit right on the nail of the head about the sh- the sugar. And just learning, you know, to eat more of those healthy foods, more protein so that your blood sugar can be balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so happy your your life is going well and you're feeling yeah, positive. And I feel like you're really helping your clients and people around you are, are very helped by you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm really, really happy with my work right now. It's wonderful. I love life and everything. So it's just crazy to be feeling this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Well, I we, think you're doing okay. You get an A-plus in my book. <laughs> oh, thank you. And we wish okay. you the best. Thank okay. you so much I'll for calling. Thanks, Thanks, Lynn. Lynn. Thanks, All right. Lynn. Thanks, Marie. Okay, now let's talk to Fiona calling from Bellingham. Hi, Fiona. Hi. What a great name. Thank you. Um, I was calling. I've been working on keeping myself open and um, going into the next phase of you know, what work I'm supposed to do. And and I have an idea of what it, what I think it is. And as I open up and I allow things to come one thing after another, it's going in a slightly different direction. And I was wondering um, if you have any intuitive insights for me. One of the things that I do when I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed or I'm feeling stuck or I don't know which direction to go in um, is I have this little technique that I do, and it's a little bit fill-in-the-blank. So it's what I do in the morning is I, I pray and meditate and center myself, and I just do it really for 10 or 15 minutes. And then I ask um, my intuition, what three things could I do today that I feel are interesting or fun or exciting? And here's the fill-in-the-blank book part that um, that would help me take my next career step or attract more money or, you know, whatever. But it sounds like yours is around the arena of career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it might be, you know, what three things could I do today that feel fun or interesting that would help me open up to a new career? And then I just really pay, try to pay attention to my intuition that if something feels, I feel enthusiastic about something or excited about something, I take a small step in that direction. So it might be calling a friend to have tea, and it turns out that that person has a connection for me. Or, you know, it might be rewriting a resume, or it might be redoing a website, or it might be taking a class or reading a book. Um, and so, it, because I think that so often when we think about what career should I, should I go into, it feels so overwhelming. It's like when I think about what book should I write? It feels incredibly overwhelming, but I think <laughs> if I think of it as an article or a chapter, it feels doable. And mm-hmm. I get with you that you're a very intuitive person. I feel that you have a very strong healer, counselor, educator energy. So it's like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things that you could do under those umbrella, under that umbrella. Um, I also get with you that you have a lot of different aptitudes, and you would probably be bored if you're just doing one thing. So it mm-hmm. makes sense to me that you might find yourself being partially or fully self-employed and doing a number of different things. Like that's sort of the way I am. My, my umbrella organization is called Intuitive Consulting, and I do underneath that I do intuitive readings, and I, I do write books, and I'm a, a speaker, and I work in corporations teaching intuition training. So it's like I've got a bunch of different things that I do. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling that even though your skill set may be slightly different than mine, you've got a similar umbrella with a whole bunch of things underneath it, which might be why you're having a hard time coming up with one thing. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? 
Yes, it makes it's total sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I really yeah. think it's opening up, and I think that's part of it, too, is, like, it's a little scary, you know, yeah. <laughs> that you're having these intuitive hits and maybe not following them, which I think that was great advice that Lynn gave you, just, you know, one little thing at a time, follow that little yeah. hint. But, yeah, yeah, it's like you can feel it getting big, because I'm, I'm having all these memories of when things started to change for me years ago, and how it's just a little overwhelming and scary, and then there's a part of you that doesn't want to be disappointed, so you're holding back, waiting for those <laughs> doors to really fly open when you know the answer is yes go ahead these things mm-hmm. are going to happen you're free to move about the planet and enjoy <laughs> your life in a profound way you know mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. very exciting I'm happy for you you know thank you Fiona and Marie you both said something that's kind of interesting to me because I I think so often the people the reason that people get scared of their intuition is that it is that it's encouraging them to make a change and it feels scary. I mean, you're moving out of your comfort zone. And so I think that part of the bringing about change in life is just recognizing that you need to make friends with fear. Um, mm. I'll be honest, you know, when I first started doing those readings and they, you know, they came as the result of those 500 clients at the beginning, I had, I had an office building and, and, um, that I subletted an office in, and there, it was a big building, and the receptionist would call me and say, Lynn, your client is here. And then it would take them about two minutes to walk down to my office. Well, I would promptly burst into tears as soon as the receptionist <laughs> called me. And I'd go, oh, my God, when are they going to find out I don't know what I'm doing? And then I'd go have to wash my face and look like I wasn't crying. And, and you know, But I was scared to death. I was scared mm-hmm. to death. And I finally just said to myself, it's okay that I'm scared. It doesn't mean that right. I'm doing a bad job or that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just I think it's normal to feel scared. I do, too. Mm-hmm. And it's a I, good sign. Last, last year I gave a speech to 2,000 people in Japan, and I have to tell you, I was scared to death doing it, and I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, really afraid that I was looking nervous and everything, but I really wasn't. And at the end of the speech, I talked about, about 45 minutes, my legs started shaking, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's so weird. Why am I nervous at the end of my talk? It turned out that it was an earthquake. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So there was another fear I had to confront. No. But I just get good things with you, mm-hmm. Fiona. I just think that you're you're really going in a good direction, and I agree with Marie that a lot of good stuff is going to start to open up for you pretty soon. Wonderful. Oh, great. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And, and so thank you so much for calling in, Fiona. And Lynn, it's been so great talking to you. I can't even believe our hours I here know, at the end. I know, that went by so fast. And, yes, and people, absolutely. You know, we know you have six books out, but the I, I guess the ones that are, maybe they're all on intuition, but the ones yes, I have. they're all on intuition. The latest one is called Listen, Listen, and it's Trusting Your Inner Voice in Times of Crisis. And I'm also the author of the book Divine Intuition. And Love there's a lot that. of information on my website and an intuition newsletter that comes out every right. month that's at my website, which is Lynn Robinson. And my first name is L-Y-N-N. Beautiful. And people can also reach you for appointments and get readings from you. Yep. And my phone number is 1-800-925-4002. Or they can email me at lynn, L-Y-N-N, at lynnrobinson.com. Well, we wish you, you don't need any luck. You're obviously doing fantastic (laughs) in your career. But we wish wish you continued wonderful success in your life. Thanks for having me on your show, Marie. Yes, thank you. It was a pleasure. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay, take care. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. 
So again, everyone, thank you for tuning into the show here in Seattle. Um, sorry we didn't get to all of our callers. It's something that we strive to do here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And I will be back here in the studio next Thursday at noon. And you can listen to a repeat of the show this Sunday at noon. So you can hear Lynn again. If you were a caller, you can go ahead and listen to that. I will be in Sun Valley during um, February. I will be talking on the 18th and the 19th. And I will also be at East West Bookstore in Seattle on February 26th. Thank you so much and joyful blessings.